0: The DL Debate with Sister Sarah's Kenny serving food you'll love in Sarah's Kitchen. Welcome one and all to the DL Debate, thanks so much for tuning in. This is your weekly GAA radio show and podcast in Donegal and around the northwest. and we have another packed show as ever in store as we look back to all the championship action from the weekend and the senior, intermediate and junior and a look ahead of course to next week's uh, championship games and, and a look ahead to quarterfinals, and, and who's going to be in the dreaded relegations as well. Uh, after last week's show, we had a, a great response to a bit of Q&A with Enda McGinley. Um, he was outlining, I suppose, the time and, and the pressure in intercounty management now after his stint with Antrim. And this week, we're going to speak to Mayo legend Conor Mortimer, just about his life in the GAA, what he's up to now, and of course, the new management team that's in place there in Mayo, and uh, will Kevin McStay be the man to lead them to the promised land? Remains to be seen. He certainly has some backroom team there with McKeel, and Rochford, and Buckley all involved there. So we'll get Connor's views on that later in the show. But first of all, as I say, we're going to look uh, across at the weekend's action and look ahead to next week as well. In the company of Alan Axel Foley, the man who is the sports editor with the Donegal Democrat, a member of the iconic media group. Alan, how are you this evening?
1: All good, all good. All good, brother, thank
0: you. You're, you're, you're usually good. You're a happy man, Alan. I'll tell you that. I, tell you, I had the pleasure of, uh, <laughs> watching the Ghidor, the Ghidor game with you yesterday evening. We, we, we read up the weekend's, uh, uh, championship action there. Thanks for keeping me right on a, on a few things and, uh, some of my pronunciations went a wee bit awry right in the middle of it. But anyway, we'll not go into that, uh, Alan. But, um, Alan, I was just going to say to you, that with, with everything that's happening there between the, all the championships and group games and that, it's a busy, busy time for you guys to, to keep up with with, uh, reports and and analysis and feedback on all these games.
1: Ah, yeah, there's an awful lot happening, especially, Brendan, when the, you know, the championships at this time of year, you know, they all kind of coincide and overlap. Now, in fairness, the fixtures are drawn out quite well, so you you can kind of take in two games in one day if you want, maybe even three. But I suppose there's a lot lot happening in Big County, and trying to give it as best of coverage as we can, no more than yourself, Brendan, there, so... uh, yeah, definitely a busy time. So you you wouldn't want uh you don't have too many extracurricular activities around the semi year.
0: Yeah, yeah, or no fuzzy heads or what have you. You know, no no late nights in the swale end. But um, but uh, tell tell me this, lad. Um, I, I was just on um, before we get into the football uh, and and the weekend's action and that. I was just looking at the draw and you were speaking yesterday and speaking to me about the fact that one pot uh, there's going to be potentially seven teams from one pot and maybe only and Eve Connell from the second pot that'll make the uh, quarter-finals. That's how it's looking, you know. And I'm just wondering, do you think that the draw, was that just a freak year that happened? Or do we need to, to change the draw to make sure that lopsided nature doesn't happen again?
1: Yeah, there's probably theories for and against, Brendan. I know people have said before, you know, maybe it's time to seed this. It's not difficult to see the 16-team competition, basically. You could have last year's... um, If you played four groups of four, for example, last year's semi-finalists are pot one, last year's beaten quarter-finalists are pot two, and then the other teams could be pots three and four. It balances perfectly. We kind of got this feeling when the pots were originally drawn. I'll just explain to people who might know. It's basically... There's no preference in the pots. It's basically eight teams going to pot one, eight teams going to pot two. The real reason is because if you're in pot one, you're guaranteed fixtures at home on week one and three, then you play away on weeks two and four. So everybody gets two homes and two aways in this first round of the senior championship. But just looking at the pots from the start, you thought these might be a little bit lopsided. As you said, Neve Connell are kind of the big hitters in pot two, but the draw was always going to be a little bit more difficult for them because a lot of the other sides were in the same pot Pot one, which meant they can draw one another, and even now after three games in the series, the top nine teams, eight of those teams are from Pot one, with Mead Connell the only team from Pot two, and the bottom seven then are all from Pot two. So there has been a bit of an imbalance this year, and it's probably cost some teams.
0: Yeah, yeah, uh, possibly. Alan, you know, maybe maybe too many teams in there. A lot of people's kind of talking, wondering should be should be tightened, maybe at least back to twelve, but. I suppose that's discussion for another day. But just you mentioned Neve Connell there, tricky uh, away fixture against St. Michael's, who, you know, had a couple of decent performances there, um, Alan. And a lot of people thought that could be a difficult moment. But Neve Connell there, I think after that first probably that drawing game when we just expect the, the top four teams to continually win when people seen that draw they were like is there something going on here and obviously Neve Conham were missing maybe four or five of their regular starters as well but but certainly they, they put in a good performance and, and goals being the difference uh, beating St Michael's uh, three three eight to 9 points uh, down in the bridge so listen they're moving along nicely still you would say one of the main contenders for the title then? Huh?
1: Oh yeah, definitely. They've been the most consistent side probably over the last decade or so. You know, as you said, they drew it, it's where, you know, it's where they were beaten in that game. You know, it was just a real ding-dong championship game. Uh, they could have won it, they could have lost it, got out with a draw. Um, you know, they'll take that. They, they got over the line then against uh, an improving Kelly Begg side last week. You know, and this Neve Connell side is very experienced. A lot of people thought going to Dunfanahe, you know, St. Michael's, you know, are capable of good things. But Neve Connell, just basically after about the first 10 minutes of that game, they were in control. They ran out winners on a 3 8 to 9 scoreline. Um, uh, Charlie McGinnis scored a couple of goals. Like you could never ever write Neve Connell off. You know, as I said, they've, they've just been through the mill here so many times and, you know, that to fall back on. So, yeah, they're obviously going to have a huge say in this uh, competition because even in the more recent years when they haven't won it, They've, they've been the team basically. Have had to beat to win it. You know that you saw it last year with St. Junins and and a couple of years ago. You know Guidor and uh, Kokari even won championships with Dave Connell.
0: Yeah, interesting. Yeah, and this Brendan has a couple of uh, brilliant performances for them. You know that's a player. It looked like he was going to be you know maybe an impact player. Net, but he's he's really turning back the years there. And McGinnis with uh, Charles McGinnis with two two. It looked like Thompson. Anthony Thompson, or Kieran Thompson, sorry, uh, picking up Michael Langan to kind of nullify that. And I suppose that's a difference when sides like, uh, you know, St. Michael's are up against Neve Connell, that they can put one of their, their main men on them to, to, to nullify, and then they have other players around there that can still do the damage. So, listen, St. Michael's still look like they're improving. Um, Alan, could give anybody a game Should should they make the quarters.
1: Oh, yeah, they have some other work to do, St. Michaels, though, but as you said, you know, I suppose, like, from listening yesterday, the, they really, need Connell put the focus on kind of nullifying Michael Langan, and I suppose he is where St. Michaels kind of developed their game from, and they've done that very well, and as you said, they have the likes of Kieran Thompson there who can, does a lot more than just nullify players. Uh, they just kind of grasp control of that game and just, they didn't really give some some Michael's kind of a chance to grow into it, and it was quite emphatic actually the way they won there. And as I said, if people kind of wrote them off after just a draw with Lensbury, you know they did so at their peril because um, I would be very wary of breaking off. Neve Connolly going to Dunfanaghy wasn't as confident as they, they did by eight points. I don't think many people would have thought that, but it just showed, I suppose, the the, the kind of armour that they have.
0: Yeah, and certainly, of course, the draw, throwing up at least one very mouthwatering had clash, and that's themselves and Gidorah. myself and yourself, I say, was down in Mahour yesterday evening. And, and to see, I suppose a couple of seasons ago, McCools came and, and, and rattled Gidorah when they weren't expected to. And we were all wondered could that happen again? But it never materialised, Alan. And indeed, only for it took Gidorah so long to settle, posting a lot of bad wides in the first half. But once they found their rhythm... You know, particularly, uh, um, with Ethan Harkin, you know, top score with eight points, six from play. And, uh, you know, Eamon McGee, a, a brilliant platform inside. Um, they, once they got the rhythm there, um, as, as well as McBride at midfield, I thought he had a, a massive game, three points as well. Um, and Ghidor now, even with those players missing, a few of them now we've seen we're, are, are almost ready to come back with, with Daryl Wheel coming on and, 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 um, and uh, Niall Freel as well. Their their captain. He's seen some action as well. So now Gidor on well, this new look Gidor under Trevor Elkhorn, Now might have something to say because a lot of people a bit like those early rounds were kind of saying Gidor were just outside the like, top three. But I think still yet they'll they'll have a big say in this championship.
1: Yeah, because like they didn't have a manager until about a week before the All County League started, and then Trevor came in. Uh, as you said they've kind of been decimated with injuries and, and people away in that even I looked at the team last week they had they, they'd from the team that won the Ulster Senior Championship against Scottsdale in December 2018, they had only four starters against Fitton last week so it shows how much the wheels of change have been going there, um, they have a lot of, even like just current injuries when you see the likes of, you know, Warren McNeilis was there yesterday you know, he was out kind of kicking a few balls at half time or McFadden Ferry is an absolutely massive loss as well But the young lads have come in. You know, in fairness, Trevor has never made an issue of who's not available. He kind of just puts his focus on who is there. And, you know, after a difficult start in the league, I saw them, Brennan, in the league, you know, quite early. They lost, I think it was 13-7 at Linfin. They looked a bit of a rabble that day. They were kind of just disorganized. But I suppose Trevor's only getting his ducks in a row. I think a lot of people might have fancied McCool's a little bit yesterday with the way Guido are, but it was quite a panic. And even in the first half, when Guido didn't really have their shooting bits on, they kicked a lot of silly wides. But you kind of thought they're creating chances here, and even if they half-flick, you know, they'll get there. And as you said, uh, Ethan Harkin, he had a great game, and he's been driving them on off late. You know, eight points yesterday is a great total. Gavin McBride scored a goal on two, and Donald McGillivray's coming from midfield with three points. So, you know, they are where they are, and I think good Goudoirs, they're not really afraid of anybody. They have a big draw next week now in Glenties. Um so yeah, they're they're very much a player in this championship Brendan.
0: Yeah, certainly. And listen, we we have to mention Arsengallon, listen, he, he took the fight to them and I know Donegal missed him a share because of injuries, but he looked again a handful, a real physical, powerful powerful player, both feet. He's got everything. We say that inside lane, you know Gavin McBride. Uh, was excellent just thirty two Eamon McGee and Eamon's more the, the target man lay off to the boys. So listen, they'll they'll have a they'll take a bit of stopping those lads inside. And again, you know, I gotta commend the teams for trying to have that platform inside. You know, and we seem to finally be getting away from this terrible blanket defence which, which was uh you know really destroying our, our championship games and, and how our players was playing now, kick passing coming back into them here and I'm hearing, Different stories, anecdotally, but teams really trying to kick past the ball because at the end of the day, that's going to create scores and, and up the game and the interest and letting players and play and forwards be forwards. You know, um, uh, Glenn Swilly and uh, um, the derby with Glenn Finn, two fourteen to two eight. Have they been the story of the championship in terms of what we expected from them and, and and where they're at? And are they the the dark horse? You think outside of the outside of those four teams we mentioned that certainly they'll be thinking they can, they can rattle anybody on a given day. And again, a, a solid performance uh, against Glen Fionn. Uh, they take the points at home.
1: Yeah, they, they uh, I saw them in the second last, was it the last league, given our draw, and they had to basically, the loser was going to get relegated there. Really emphatic victory. Um, you know, you thought, you know, they're kind of, Glen used to always be able to kind of wind themselves in kind of gradually towards championship. Then they went and lost the playoff to Kelly Begson and got relegated to Division 2, quite surprisingly. But, you know, uh, there wasn't much in it that day, but they come out on the wrong side of it. But, you know, as you said, they're, they're a team that's, that's been evolving a lot, and they're trying to, you know, they, they've, they, they had success, you know, in, in the way they were probably quite defensive, but, you know, played to their strengths extremely well. Uh, I saw them last week against St. Nalls, and, like, you know, that day, really. Rory Crawford scored the first goal, he's the fallback, Jack Gallagher scored the second goal, I think they had 2-3, you know, coming from the defence in terms of scores, Uh, Parik Bunner, the manager, even spoke, he says they're kind of trying to break out from that, and I spoke to Cormac Callaghan last week, he said that the same, you know, as you're saying, Brendan, a lot of teams might have had this, you know, defensive setup ingrained in them, so it takes a little while to breed it out, so... Um, they're kind of enjoying their football out there again now, and there's always a bit of a in lens when, they, when they're going well. They're, they're up to five points now; they're, they're more or less in the quarterfinals. They will probably just need to get over the line now this weekend. But again, Glenfin put it up from yesterday; it was level at half time that game, but Dunphy came out on the right side of it, you know, and a bit of a local derby as well, of course.
0: Yeah, and it, another team that might might uh, fancy their chances but creeping in there late is, is four masters. Is that is that a surprise? Alan? Are they are they finally coming back to? where they should be for for a club of their uh, stature you know they they beat Bondoran 3-10 to 13 and and still giving themselves a chance of of uh, of making a quarter
1: yeah they they have a good chance but you know they, they sell a long way for masters the you know division 3 football before before the restructure at one stage they were, they were you know towards the bottom of division 3 a couple of years ago so they've been doing brilliant work behind the scenes there. I know it's a bit of a cliche, but like their underage work is phenomenal that they're doing there. And it's just starting to kind of get through the surface there. You know, they probably would have fancied themselves against Bundoran uh, at the weekend, but like 3-10 to 13, you know, was a pretty emphatic win. Because considering Bundoran had got to quarterfinals in three years in a row, where, now for Masters, have, have a chance of getting to the quarterfinals themselves. They're right in the mix, you know, this week. And as I said, there's a lot of young players now. There's kind of a freshness about the way they play. Killian Faulkner was on fire at the weekend. I think he scored 2-4. So uh, there'll be a bit of a spring in their step. But uh, they're probably the team in fighting for that probably last or second-last place themselves. Kelly Beggs and some Michaels, you'd think, are probably the last three there. So they have a game against Lymphen at the weekend, which is an interesting game because... The bottom five teams, Brennan, have no points at the minute at all. It's conceivable that all five could lose this weekend and the could actually stay up because their score difference is only minus nine compared to the other teams. Uh, Bandora 26, I think, Ardra minus 27. So is 28 and Milford minus 37. So there's... There's huge gaps there. Masters have been well beaten. Glenfin in the last couple of years as the Sizland Final will just want to get the result probably just to get themselves out of it. But Masters, you know, they know if they go there and get something, they have a chance of making this last eighth, and that that would be huge progress for them.
0: Yeah, that's might be a big, a big tie-in um, between the desperation of Glenn Finn and and for Masters' ambition to push on. That's that's certainly an interesting one. As you said, if it was a year ago, you would think Glenn Finn at home, but it hasn't been going too well for the lads there. So. For masters, fair played them coming back there yeah. and and, and stabilising and that 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 set up for 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 a cracker uh, cracking game, and for both teams in different ways.
1: Absolutely, yeah. Like last year, Brennan came third in Division Two. They restructured the league from ten out to thirteen. So even though Linfen lost the playoff to Termon, they with the rejig they got they got promoted. And I think they kind of knew they would be, you know seen maybe as, as the 13th best team in Division 1 before a ball was kicked so they put in a really good pre-season you could see of all the teams I saw in early season they were probably the team that you knew they'd put in the most um, they probably just didn't want to get caught in Division 1 and like when you consider they lost to Terman in the League Division 2 playoff last year both sides got up in the end up Terman picked up one point this year from a possible 24, was it? And Glenfinn won seven or division one games, which was, you know, a very good haul. So you would have thought they would bring that into championship. You know, they divided a couple of really good forwards in Sean Ward and their line. But again, I just think the draw has been harsh on them. They lost to we by a point. It was one of them games, I think if that game hadn't finished a draw, nobody would really have had an issue with that. Just close games again. Yesterday, halftime, they were level. But um, then Swinney came out with nothing. So it's been an, a difficult championship for them, but it's, they have their destiny in their own hands and like they are well capable of beating four masters. So, you know, if they can probably just get that behind them and I suppose just work again next year, you know, because as I said, like you have the experience, you know, of, of Frank Midland and that, but then you have these young guys coming through. So, all in all, if they manage to get out of this, you know, on Sunday, They'll be a little bit disappointed, of course, for their championship, but I think they will still feel they made progression over the calendar year. And I suppose that's all you can really ask for at any club every year is just to try and progress, progress, progress.
0: Yeah, certainly. And a few, as I suppose, people aren't speaking much about, say, Rua, you know, good league, good league, Alan, uh, um, and commend this championship. I suppose maybe it's the co- competition that they've played and they, they, can't, they can only be who's in front of them. They've done that every week, you know. I think possibly haven't seen our draw. The fact that they they didn't post a big score, a lot of people was thinking, maybe they're they're not a team that that, that we're thinking about can do a glance, will Swilly or potentially a bags or that that they can maybe take out a big side. But still, a big performance then at the weekend, probably off a poor performance against our draw beating St three seventeen to one ten. And again, you're on a bit progression. They're certainly doing that down.
1: Oh, yeah. Like, people forget, too. You know, like, like they were getting kind of a lot of people criticising them. You know, apparently the first couple of games, I didn't see them now. They, they weren't great to watch. You know, they were very, very defensive, you know, keeping to their shape. Um, you saw it in the league this year. At the end of the day, like, this team, you know, was relegated from the senior championship in 2010. They won the intermediate, them in the guts of the decade to get back up. They're only in their second season back here, you know, in uh, the senior ranks. At the minute they're three from three in the championship. As I said, they kinda of just got the job done the first two games and I know it's maybe people might say it wasn't that pleased on the eye, but you know, it's a result, isn't it? Say feeling. I totally agree with you know, it's not up to me or you? you're supposed to tell John McNulty how to run his team yesterday, then against the all. I think like they just really opened up and you know, they're sitting pretty now. They're they're in a, in the top four there. Um they have another draw this weekend, you know, they'll fancy like they're I think they're away to Milford so you know, they have every chance. Again, if you look at their league form, their league form was good. They actually went to the last weekend of the regulation season, you know, almost in, with a chance of getting into the final. Uh, they ended up in third place ahead of St. Union. So, like, again, progress is good there, and that's all you can ask for. And as I said, they seemed yesterday, then, with the kind of shackles off, having got the two wins, you know, to get a bit of traction, they really kind of went to town then and sent off and, you know, posted, like, that's a fantastic win for them, yeah.
0: Yeah. Certainly isn't. Listen, it, you mentioned there, of course, uh, Wadey Mulford. Uh, you expect him to win because Mulford have a real, have had a real tough time in this championship and Kelly Beggs beating them one thirteen to 7 Now, Kelly Beggs sitting in on four points um, as we mentioned there and, and they'll be looking to make those quarterfinals and be one of those teams that can have a say in it. The, the, the top two teams, I think most people in the county are looking at St. Unans and Kilcare Again, big victory. St. Unans beating Clonely one twenty to 2 7 there. You know, some great performances particularly from Connor Donald Junior. and and she and O'Donnell and, and Owen McGeehan there flying. Unions at the minute the same with Kilcarr, posting a big score over our draft. two twenty three to one twelve. Pardon Bertie birdie hitting one ten there, bang on form. And so we look across as we look across this senior championship. Alan, we're 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 thinking it's a it's a quarterfinals. It's looking like uh, Kilcarris St. Unions, A Rua, um, Glenn Swillie, Neve Connell, uh, Kelly Beggs, St. Michael's. Who else do you have in there? Have we one more yeah, time? Yeah, hey,
1: well, it's just look at the table. Yeah, well, you probably, as I said, Car um, probably won't be caught their way to Bandooran this weekend. They have six points for the plus 41. St. Unions uh, will have it a little bit tougher, you think, at McCool's. They'll probably finish up in second place. Then Guidoor you see, play the economy, so that's a tricky game. And you see, that's going to have an impact, that game on things, basically, because if Neve Connell win that, they'll be in the top four, which means Guido will finish somewhere around six. Yes. So they could end up you know, hitting a Neve Connell or possibly a Ney Rua. You've glanced in that mix as well. You know, they'll fancy their chances of getting on to seven. Then, as you said, the kind of borderline cases, like Kelly Bags are going to the side who are they have won point so far. As I said, the draw hasn't been that kind to them. But, you know, Clough at home against Kelly Bags will fancy themselves. The, the, they have every chance of that game Kelly Beggs have shown a bit of form the draw has been a little kinder to them but Kelly Beggs I think can still get through with four points provided four masters don't pick up the win in Glenfin. Um so St. Michael's in that last spot it's in Kelly Beggs' hands if they win in Focara they will definitely be through if not they'll be looking over their shoulders and seeing what's happening in Dlinfin against four masters
0: great stuff and, and all those games that are played obviously at the same time next week it's 3 o'clock is it on Sunday? yeah
1: Sunday at 3 o'clock yeah yeah great yeah, stuff yeah that's right, right. Yeah, 3
0: o'clock Oshin will be, be, so. be good correct, keeping, a, keeping all that together and, and, and as you said the different permutations we look forward to that I'll, I'll just look across the, the intermediate and junior championships they're, they're hotting up as well there what caught your eye at the weekend in the, in the intermediate the, I'm just looking there Neve Columba after a brilliant performance two weeks ago beaten last week they certainly come back with a bang against a a very fancy bunk round now they're at home, but 216 to 113, very, very convincing victory for them as they try and uh, get rid of the ghost of semi final defeats and try and make an intermediate final uh, this season.
1: Yes, uh, they did, but the way it is here, it's, it's uh, from the eight teams first place, eighth, second place, seventh, and so on. So these two sides are actually going to meet again. They wouldn't have probably known that going into the game on Saturday. Uh But Mkranah were actually top of the standings going into it. So even though it was quite uh, a very good victory for Na Colombo, I don't think they're going to be reading too much into it because they have to play Bunkrana again in the fortnight. Yes. Um, so the way that draw works out then, there's also a repeat pairing. Uh, Dunlo beat Niamh at the weekend to seven, seven points with Oshin Bonner scoring a couple of goals. They meet again in the quarterfinals. Dunlo are the only team that have won all their games while Niamh Borah got in on three points. Then Thurman for finished second place with seven points. They drew with Spannard in their first game and they won their next three, including Malin. So they play Red Hughes, who beat it through. And then there's an interesting one, of course, then with Downings and Fanning Gales, the neighbouring clubs they will meet as well. Downings is probably the real foreign team in the county. I was at this league game in Port Salon in April, it was the 16th of April, where Spannard beat Downings that day. Downings got in a good enough second half performance but lost out by a couple of points. Since then, Downings have only lost one game in league and championship. Um, which was their opener against Bunkrana. They won Division 2 with that Johnny a goal, of course, against uh, Mallon. Um, and I suppose the real kind of story of the Intermediate Championship is, is Malin because they were the top side in Division 2 before the final. They played Downings in the final, lost out in heartbreaking fashion. You thought, you know, they're really going to take this into, into the Intermediate Championship now. they would probably be, you know, definitely in the top three or four for it. It's quite an open championship. And they were beaten in every single game. They lost all four. So now they're f- facing down, you know, the relegation battle as well, along with me, Bridge, Burt, and St Mary's from Convoy. So um, there's still, yeah, loads and loads to play for there. And said, you know, people might find the senior championship a little bit predictable, like the intermediate championship is only in
0: Yes. And tell me, it's still, on. Would you would you be thinking, the low fan of Thurman, Bunkrana, would, would they be your... Your top four, or, or or how how would you how would you quantify that?
1: Oh, it's hard to pick this. Yes, um, <laughs> yeah, I
0: Downings
1: I, I, I was just, Well, well, I said somebody before, and I would keep an eye on Malin and look what happened there. So, uh, <laughs> yes. As I said, Downings are the farm team. You know, they've you know great forward power as well. Like they scored five twelve at the weekend against um the with Larkin Connor scoring the hat trick. Um, Gail, Anada, they've kind of just squeezed the way through, but they came down, they were six points down determined in the first game uh, in Port Salem, scored, managed to get a draw in the last 10. They were basically out of the championship, five points down against Bora, including three points down, I think, deep into injury. and so managed to scrape a draw there, and then they came through against Bert Galastes was there. So they're like, every one of these teams, you know, uh, you know, you can make a case for probably four or five of them, uh i think the one termin are probably you know the favorites but as as i said buncranet would fancy themselves as well downings are kind of a dark horse having won just the junior championship last year like you wouldn't really expect the winning junior team to come straight up and do what they did but like with their league form over the last four years they were playing division four brendan in 2018 and they're in division one next year so like the progress there has been off the charts
0: yeah, yeah. I'm just noticed, that Alan, as as we're seeing this bit of a change, I feel it right across the football. There, you, you're seeing um, you know, higher scoring. You're also seeing maybe standout forwards, kind of come back into it again. Do you remember it? It was a thing that you would look at a, you'd look at a the the the, the team report, and you would see a co- couple of points, two, three points, maybe for the top scoring It'd be a point here and two here and a point here. You're starting to see that the main me mm-hmm. men step up for sides again and really post uh, big scores as, as the game starts to open up a bit again. That, that main man seems to step up uh, uh, most weeks for one of the team and, and, and take the lion's shares of the scores, which is something we hadn't seen there for a few years ago.
1: Yeah, because I think there's been a fascinating this championship, Brennan. We were in mahargal on the first weekend as well at the water break that was in that weekend just for the with the hot weather. Do you remember? It was Guido or two our draw? and we thought, here we go again, and then in the second quarter, just we'd all started unleashing balls in on top of Gavin McBride, Eamon Collins, goals from basically two long balls in. You can see that's kind of coming back into the game more, and you can see, you know, Michael Murphy's playing a more advanced role for Lincewilly, you're chatting even about the Downings, they have Johnny McGrady and Larkin, O'Connor, Paddy McIlwain, these sort of fellas, Paddy McBride, is scoring 110, so Yeah, maybe people are thinking, you know, like instead of of trying to concede less than their opponents, let's go and try and outscore these guys and see where it takes us there. So, hopefully that's a facet of it. But, like, we won't really know about the the kind of Nave Connell, St-Junans, Kilkar, Guidor, those sort of teams, even Arua, until they probably meet each other in the knockout stages of the competition. Because, you know, we've seen a lot of them games down the years, Brendan. Even, like, I suppose, if you think of the trilogy in 2019 between Nave Connell and Guidor, it was... So exciting in the end, but those games were cagey for long spells. I suppose you might remember
0: that yourself. Yeah, cagey <laughs> they were indeed, and they were indeed. And great stuff at centre media down just on the junior there. Big, big one for Naras at the weekend. Kenny Gales playing Oris going well. What caught your right eye in the in the junior championship as that as that heats up?
1: Yeah, that was probably the the main result. Letter Kenny Gales have like now topped that group A section. Group A finished at the weekend. They had a, a big win over Pettico. It was, it was almost one principal Brennan, to be honest. Uh, mm. So, uh, kind of a fast side win, but like, they'd done enough work in their previous two games. So they topped the group and they go straight in. They actually won on Saturday evening, eight seventeen to 2. <laughs> points. Uh, then, kind of the real borderline game there was the game in Mobile, where the home side, you know, they were in control of that game. They felt for... Quite a long spell of the game, but then they lost um, Christy Hegley to a red card. Then you know they started turning around and Narasa came back to, to win that 211 to 11 points. So that means they get through. The other team in that group that always go through is uh Carindonna. So Karen had a win at Nave Column Kill. So Karen and Narasa will enter the quarter finals. And as I said, then at kind of Gales, will go into the semi-finals. On the other side, the draw then, it will run to this coming weekend where Urus are currently top of that section. And the kind of game there that a lot would hinge on this weekend, the Altner played Oris, while St. Union's Junior A team welcome and the Patrick from off. So there's still a lot to play in for in that section as well. So,
0: Yeah, be interesting stuff, Alan. We look forward to it and we look forward to next week's uh, games as well they decide who's in the quarters and who's in the relegation but it's looking now at the quarters the likes of Kilcaris and Junins A Rue, Neve Connell Glenswilly, Willey Killy Bags and St Michael's so that's what we're thinking maybe something will upset the, the apple cart we never know um, but we'll look forward to next week hey, and um, have you picked what game you're going to go to yet in terms of the seniors sorry. Uh, I know you'll be in a few places yeah <laughs> possibly uh,
1: possibly Killy Bags Brendan yes uh, if you just give me two minutes here, Peter Campbell actually was doing a bit of number crunching on the senior championship. So, as we said, like it's first against eighth, second against seventh, and so on. So, I suppose the big kind of game that can shift this is the meeting of Lee Connell and Guidorah. Because mm. like, if Guidorah lose that game, they'll probably end up coming sixth in the table, which is crazy when you think you know, you've know won three out of four.
0: Yeah.
1: Um, but then that kind of kind of offset it. So, I'll just go with Peter's predictions now. And he says these now... He said himself, because Mary's a slip between the cup and the lip. So he fancies Kilcar to come top of the entire section. And they, he thinks might play against the Michaels, who will scrape in an eighth. In the quarter final, then you have St. Dunans against the seventh place team, which Peter has gone for Kelly Beggs there. Arua against Guidoor. So that means Peter is going for New Connell to win the game on Sunday. Arua, third place, Guidoor in sixth. Yeah. And that will leave New Connell up in fourth place with Lynn Swilley to play. And then, quote, the and down at the bottom, then Glenfinn to do enough to stay out of it. Uh, same with Clohany which means your relegation playoffs will be contested between Bandoran, Adrast, mm-hmm. and, and
0: Longford. Yeah, interesting stuff. I can't argue with that. I don't agree. And it's uh, if that is the way it is, there are a couple of interesting matches in their quarters and, and relegation indeed. Alan, thanks so much for, as ever, rounding that up. And sure, I will speak to you in the coming weeks as we as we get into the, the crunch stages of these championships. Much appreciated, Depp. Alan Foley there, great to talk to him. Uh, Sports Editor with the Democrat uh, of the iconic media group. Brilliant roundup for him there. I'm here with Gidor manager Trevor Alcorn. Trevor, it's been a tough season in terms of... Uh, injuries to players and players away and even your man of the match from the first championship game against Ardrae in Macomb immigrating uh, due to work that said the old the league doesn't lie you have 3 out of 3
2: you must be happy with the 3 championship uh, performance and victory so far Aye, we're, we're delighted actually today and I mean uh, this is coming from a team like Ecuador that have 15 senior championships you know they've been there and they've won all the big you know accolades that you can won, and I mean even their delight coming off the field against Glenfin last week. You know it gave us momentum all week. There was this wee buzz in the club again, and you know that togetherness with them it was it was brilliant. And they carried it into today. I know I thought maybe a wee bit of complacency might met us crept in there the other day we you know McCool's coming down here, but you know the threat that McCool's have that serious inside forward line. I mean probably one of the best inside forward lanes in the county, but. Just get over, just let you know how good defensively they are. I mean, Gary McFadden is just an absolute dog, and James Boyle just back in there from injury as well. <laughs> he was another man that was carrying an ankle injury, and he got through a game. So, I'm delighted with that performance today, and it was a comfortable victory in the end. and I'm just de- delighted for them actually that they, that uh, was all the injuries that we had throughout the year. That to run the
0: position at Run. Yeah. Easy victory I seniors here against our draw. Of course, going into Glen Funn last week after in, in the second round game, after they lost to, to Killie Beggs. A lot of people were tipping maybe Glenn Funn to do something. At home they were going to throw the kitchen sink out. weather weathered the storm in that game. Came out one point victors. But took a while to settle here today to have sometimes a home crowd and a bit of expectation. You know, you kicked a few bad wides and Ethan after his brilliance last week, you know, missed a simple one. You know, your goalkeeper come up then then at a go and you're thinking then when are we going to settle of course Ethan in fairness it takes I suppose a bit of courage to step up again he ended up your top scorer with 8 points had a phenomenal game a brilliant second half but that period where he hit that, that free it was an awkward free out here right beside us here on the right hand side he swung that over the bar and that gave him that bit of confidence to push on and it settled the team as well
2: I. it was an up, a, a real test of Ethan's character today, you know and it it, it could have went either way you know, he is a he is a big confidence player. I've seen him in the short time that I know him. I've seen him maybe miss a score and fall to pieces, but he answered the critics today. He came out and knew he was going to get a bit of attention early on in the game, and he did. Must have very some free, you know, early on. And, and to be fair, you know, there's that we say of, oh, God, is that is this what's going to happen, Ethan? Ethan answered them today. You know, he stepped up. He's definitely turned, it's a turning point for Ethan, and has, I, I, I have no doubt that he has serious ability. I mean, you don't even get the chance to see in games what he's really capable of I mean I get to watch him at there and he's a serious serious player and he has so much more to offer and I'm just so happy for him that he had a blip bump in the road the other day and he got over it and he's Finished top scorer,
0: brilliant. Yeah, yeah. And just a word on, on Dougal McBride at midfield. He had three points in uh, in the game as well. In that second half, he really drove the team on from from midfield. Physically, your running power was was on another level. through you the, the lads and, and Mighty Nick and Eamon McGee was your your launch pad inside for the attack. Showing every time every ball came on to him, he won them. But just just that player uh, McBride, his influence on the game and, and how, how
2: pleased you are with his performance. Oh, seriously pleased. He was. He's another person that has stepped up this year we have a lot of young players that were asked questions of this year and we probably had that as I said even to other people that we had that. Not, it's not a luxury to have injuries but with them injuries we got to see new players, new blood coming in and Donald McBride to be fair Donald was playing under 20s he was playing as a sweeper Donald's a far better attacker than he is a sweeper I mean he just proved it today and and confidence in front of goal I mean all he has to do is swing that right boot at it and right or left he scored an amazing goal for us this year too uh, in the league game you know super finish so I don't know what he was doing sitting back behind the 45 Uh, I'm just I'm happy for him now as a midfielder he's a serious attacking threat and he's legs to go all day and he's such a cool customer just he's lovely footballer
0: yeah and listen Trev I'm heartened to see that you leave three up that you try and have that platform that you can kick pass and open up the game and Ferris mccools they were also trying to keep players inside and we're finally getting away from that, that terrible defensive shape which we've seen which was just throwing the game down a, down into a terrible place but just as we look to, to the draw into next week Niall Freedle came on today of course you know Pivotal Man Darrow Boyle came on as well I see Noor McNeely out kicking there as well so your, 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 your squad is beginning to to take shape now as you face the final game, you're three out of three. You've drawn Lee Connell now. Uh, your, your thoughts on that
2: uh, draw? I, I'm, I'm still trying to come to terms with, the, with that draw. I don't know uh, what to, uh, to prepare for this week or how we're going to prepare. We still have men that have just come back from injury like Niall. It was good to see him getting over a game. James Boyle got through a full game there the day, which is lovely. We injury worry there with Kane Mulligan the day too, you know, going off. And, and I mean, that, that, that type of player that Kane Mulligan is, I mean, he's a serious threat. Uh, I don't know what, I just call him the ghost. I don't know how he gets in, but he's, he's, he's always dangerous. So... I would like to, I would love to have had a week to maybe not take the foot off the pedal. All right, bro. You know, keep the shoulder of the wheel and keep at it and go out and get another result next week. But that's going to be a serious battle with Glentis. You know, everybody knows what they're bringing. And Glentis with that wee slop at the start of the year. You know, against Glentwelly. You know that means they have to go out and chase points now to put themselves in a, themselves in a good position. And they'll. I would say he'd be rubbing his hands together, maybe to get at in and a good battle and a good test for the championship going forward. So.
0: Indeed, Martin Ricken was here today. I'm sure he's getting a, a plan together for you, Trevor. But no doubt you'll have a plan for him, and I think that's one of the highlights of the draw next week. Uh, you, yourselves in the economy, look forward to that.
2: I, I actually, you know, the more I think about it, the, you know, we are, we are going to look forward to it. We have played Glentys in a very open game. Would you believe it's very hard to believe that in the league this year. Uh, we used it as a training session. We played it on a Tuesday evening. We, at, we the two teams just went out and played football. We didn't. We had nothing tactical against them. And these young boys went out and just played that free-flowing, let the ball inside football that people love to watch. And I think the game has to change. I mean, the game has gone the wrong way for too long now. And uh, it's it's all about uh, two defences. It's all about uh, you know how 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 defensively well teams are set up and. It's, that's not what we want to see. Spectators want to come to the to games and watch free-flowing football, end-to-end stuff. I mean, I did watch one of the games, McCool's and St Michael's this year. Great game of football. End-to-end, two teams going at each other. Ball being played inside. And I mean, we tried to do that this year too, you know, in Ghidorah, because, you know, you know that Ghidorah are very well set up defensively. They, have, they can always revert back to that. So we're just trying to add that wee element of surprise and going forward in their game. And they, and they have it in abundance because they have serious quality down here.
0: Yeah, great interview with uh, Trevor Alcorn there, um, great to catch up with him. Now, as I said, from the top of the show, we turn our attention to a bit of Q&A uh, with the blonde bomber himself, the Mayo legend, Connor Martimer. Connor, how are you this evening? Yeah, it's good,
3: man. Oh, good. Busy, keeping away, keeping you, well done yourself.
0: Life just keeps getting busier, my man. That's the way it is, isn't it?
3: Absolutely, man. Throwing a few kids into it, man. It's, just, <laughs> it's, it's only when you have them you realise how yeah.
0: busy it is, man. It's unreal. In the mics, I, I hear you, man. I hear you in that one. That it's just all go. Uh, Connor, listen, you're, you're you're an unreal footballer. Thanks so much for joining us, uh, uh, Connor. Listen, you, you, you had a great no time there. I say, growing up in a, in a in a mad football house, of course, with with, with Kenneth and and Trevor and and sports yeah. mad, of course, huge Liverpool fan. Michael Jackson fan and all in, in the mix. Screwle <laughs> 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 so, Corb, you ended up playing for Parnells, of course, brilliant career with me. you know, going all the way to a couple of All-Irelands, you know, you obviously played Seagerson in that as well and picked up an All-Star mm-hmm. along the way, uh, Connor. So listen, f- fantastic time in football. Just wondering what, what you're up to at the minute.
3: Uh, what I'm up to at the minute I'm up to just working kids man I was involved with the club in Kildare there for the last year and a half or so kind of away from that
0: middle of the season uh, Monaster Evan was it?
3: Monaster Evan yeah, yeah. Um, just didn't work out nah, Just commitment issues with players and I just look at I have, when you have kids and stuff, and you need 100% effort and commitment from whatever team you get involved with. And, yeah. and I mean, if you don't buy into your ideas, then you're you're kind of wasting your time. So we kind of went our separate ways. Checking a bit of time out now. Uh, just training away myself in the gym every day, doing a few bits, and then obviously busy with the kids and, and just just living that kind of life. we we'll look to get back coaching or managing probably in the next, in the new season. Yeah. That's kind of the plan, anyways.
0: Connor, um, you Conor, you get involved a bit of League Ireland soccer as well there with, with a couple of sides.
3: I was with Shelburne there. Come yeah. back a few years there. Johnny McDonald, he was a good friend of mine there when I was in Parnell, and he was managing them at the time. You just you probably know Johnny. That was RT their soccer and them seven and Callie Bush, and they just needed an S and T coach for a few months, so just dabbled in there for a little while and gave it a. Gave him a yeah, good balls, man, going to the grounds and going to soccer matches. And yeah, it was good old buzz at the time, actually.
0: Yeah, yeah. And of just looking, you know, to your, to your, you're obviously in Dublin and that and busy and that. Do you still keep uh, big contact with, with Mayo in terms of county or club? Or, or is it just something now it's, it's hard to get time for? It's just a passing interest? Uh,
3: yeah, I don't, David, really, to be honest. I look, at it, I talk to a few boys here and there, go follow the matches when they're in Crow Park or whatever. Yeah. You know, Kenneth Younglad was playing the minor final there. He, he's, he's an up-and-coming player, cornerback. He's a good footballer. Rio just kind of started following that age group. But, you know, as, as for, you know, the club and stuff, just touch base with a few of the boys that I know down there, particularly around Shrew, obviously, just keeping keeping tabs on how they're getting on and what they're doing and stuff. But you know yourself when you're kind of away from it for a while and mm. you're, you're not based there, you're not near as, as involved in, in that side of it, you know?
0: Yeah, yeah, certainly. And Connor, just you, you, if you have you on the on on McStay coming in there, I was how the management, uh, soap is almost gone now, you know, with this this big ticket, you know, Stephen for Donnie Buckley, Liam McHale, you know, still a, obviously huge interest in Mayo, even though a lot of people are thinking they're they're on the slightest small, but we get, as I say, well i have got yeah. an agent right now, if Mayo, however. But certainly, it looked like it, it. It needs something from a management level to maybe pull this side up again and, and bring through some of these young players yeah. that are coming as well. So, listen, it's it's I mean, in terms of experience, it's absolutely massive. But I suppose with O'Connor being a being a retired teacher, even McStay now retired from the army, you what we had we had a, really young coaches coming in there for a while now. It's almost as if a lot of these young guys maybe haven't got got the time. You're looking at guys like Jack O'Connor was the oldest manager in history to, to one in All-Ireland at 61. You know, you've called Marourke come back in there. Uh, uh, is, do you think time is affecting uh, maybe how some of our guys, as you're saying there, the commitment to to the job? There's only certain people maybe can do kind of stuff.
3: I think so. I mean, it's a full-time job, obviously. You know, they're obviously whatever they get for doing it and stuff. But I mean, you're away from your families quite a lot. And, uh, you know, I think it's, for guys that are working i think it's more important now because you know it's a funny thing to revert back to but you see the cost of everything now you know employers are looking at that insofar so far as getting the most out of their employees so i mean all those guys who are managers who are working you know you could have had the half days for training or the half days for games or whatever if you could work around it but it, it every budget is tighter now and that's you know, you need your guys on site pretty much all the time. And to have that flexibility to be an inter manager is very, very difficult. And that's why you're probably seeing to a degree guys who are retired or a little bit older who don't have that, that responsibility to their employer. And, you know, you, you will get support, don't get me wrong, of course they would. But I know certain, you know, the flip side of that, I mean, it's the commitment you're away from your house and you're away from your families for quite, quite some time. And I know the rewards are big, but there are only awards for the guy who's doing it. You know, your family don't see those awards because you're you're never at home. And I think that's even at club management. When I was managing the club last year, it's very very it's very time consuming, and, and you're missing events, you're missing birthday parties, and for kids that are young and growing up, I mean, it's very important for their development to be at those kind of events and to meet people and stuff. And if if it's very difficult for one person, i.e. you know your wife or whatever to be going to them on her own and. and you not being there to help and support and it, it, you know it all adds into it it all adds in so you, you kind of you need a lot of flexibility to be a, a, a county manager uh, very much so
0: yeah so you mentioned just coach uh, managing monster even obviously you have the snc in the background as well uh, connor were yeah. you doing a bit of everything were you coaching managing kind of putting the snc i was coaching and managing i, I wasn't doing the snc i had a guy doing
3: that for me, yeah. also, was doing that for me. um but I think with club, at club level, you know, when you're managing, you'd like to just manage and assess players and train and assess them in games. When you're coaching, it's very difficult to do that because you're, you know, obviously I prefer to be coaching as well. But I mean, there's certain times where you'd, you'd want to be just assessing and seeing where players are. At, but, at, you know, financial restraints at club level is far different to Winter County So it makes it obviously more difficult, you know, for depending on how big the club is and the resources that they have in so far as getting a coach and getting an S and C coach and having a manager on top of that and you know, it, it all adds up. Um so that's that's one thing I, I, I suppose as I was managing teams is you'd like to try and have a coach with you or to so you can he can obviously do what you want to do and get them playing the way they want to play and, and get them as fit as they need to be from the S and C side of it. But it's also to uh, from the management point of view, to have the time to see what players are moving well, what players aren't, and what's going on, and, and all that kind of stuff, you know.
0: Yeah, what about big Cal Brennan, your, one of your buddies up there, yeah. one of our Donegal boys, you know, bring him in as a coach, he, he's quite an expert, uh, when we talked uh, to him there after after Crow Park, after a few... Uh, well, started.
3: you know, he, you know him yourself, too. he's an expert in his own mind, you know, <laughs> I know he'll probably be, he, he'll be listening to this at some oh, point he will. as well, but... <laughs> Um, look, uh, uh, to be fair, the journey to Revan was probably too much for him. I, I did, I did run it by him when I was taking over. If if I got a team closer to home in Dublin or at some point, I would certainly bring him on board. Um, he's you know, still regardless. he's still playing,
0: by the way. Did you know that?
3: He is. Uh. He is. Um, I, you know, he he comes back to me every week with his his scoring return <laughs> which is quite impressive for a man <laughs> of his
0: age I like that <laughs> he's going alright yeah he's some kid alright Conor tell me just, just all that time um, um, with Mayo you know there was there was obviously mm. it's it's such a I suppose a balancing act around how you look back at your career you know I mean me personally in terms of there's a lot of ghosts there you, you tend to just look back and, and, and try and pick out the good stuff from it you obviously you mm. know we're always a top team so close to it. I mean, most people give their right arm to playing an All Ireland uh, final. You know, kinda you were there, and and Mayo have been there so so many times. But how how do you look back on your career in total in terms of kind of the enjoyment, the commitment, uh, and and what you got out of it? Of course, some 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 huge highs and some some huge lows as well.
3: Ah, uh, look, I I always look back fondly. To be fair, um, you know, by and large, I had you know, a good innings when I played, I enjoyed it immensely when I was playing. Um obviously we you know, we played in a few plenty of big games along the way and plenty of battles. Obviously there was lows losing all Ireland and stuff, but I mean you know, you put it all into the pot at the end of it and you look back and you just it was a great time. I mean the, the you know, regardless on, on what happens in your life and you know this yourself from playing, you know, getting scores in big games, there's nothing that, that you know can match that buzz at certain times and and that's just the nature of it. Um, you know, I, I had a brilliant time. I had great support from my family. I had great support from the supporters in Mayo. Um, employers at the time, obviously, traveling up and down. And uh, the Bulls was just, it, it was a great Bulls, man. I knew when I was a young lad I, I was going to play senior football. I, I was mm. flying around there, the young lad, kicking. I don't know what I was kicking at underage sport. And then progression was obviously to play senior. And I was lucky enough. I mean, there's plenty of guys out there who play county football, it's 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 to play county football and be good at it and, and be respected at it is is what I look back at probably most profound most happily because you go to any county in Ireland and they you know, ah, he was a good player, or, he was this or that and that's better than ah yeah, he was he was shit, you know what I mean? As <laughs> <Yeah>. to, <laughs> yeah. You know what I'm trying to say. Yeah. But yeah, yeah look at I enjoyed it immensely and I, I, I would never look at the bad points of it, even the losses and stuff and because I find it funny. I've kind of parked that chapter. I don't generally think about it too often anymore. Yeah.
0: Um, I'm the same. Kind of Listen, I'm the same. On, you know? Yeah, I'm the same. Mm. You know, a guy asked me to do this look back thing the last day, and I was like, and I, he's been very good to me, and I was like, only because you, you ask. I've parked that. <laughs> I kind of moved yeah. on. Now, now and it'll come yeah, up. I mean, it's, it's a good like thing in many ways, kind of, if somebody asks you for opinion, the fact that you've been to every big game. In this country that has to offer, it's, I mean, the wealth of experience. So I think people are obviously very harsh on Mayo. They, they've bought so much uh, excitement to this championship and, and mm. how they played yeah. the game and how it was done and how you guys, the energy that you put into All Ireland. I mean, take Mayo out of All Ireland this last, uh, you know, 15 years. I mean, it's a completely different All Ireland for me. So all that's in, in, in the mix and, and, as you said, there were so many, so many good points in that. I mean, the majority of championship games and, and league games you won. And, and being in teams in that, it's not just all about that last game. It's about that road to those games. As you said, the, the camaraderie, the balls in the county, you know, all those big mm. championship games that you won, they, they are in the main. That's in the bigger side of the pot than, than, than those couple of finals you played in.
3: Yeah, look at that. I mean, the, the only sad part of it is, I think, and that this is for a lot of players, that you're soldiering with these guys for, you know, you'll generally play with two or three players for, for the duration of your career. Other guys will come and go, but it's kind of when you finish up that them relationships, you know, they don't last outside of outside of the the change room. And you kind of think, were they real or were they not at that time? You know, I mean, they're, yeah, they're county players and you're all training together and playing games, but... And that's that's behind the the only low point that I would say that I would have on it yeah. after my career is, is, you know, was it you know, was it what it, friendship wise, what came out of it. I'd have a few but not
0: Yeah, I know what you mean, yeah. fellas f- f- were fairly tight but you know? then it just kind of you end up never never speaking, it's not even that you'd speak yeah, you drift. once a couple of months. You, yeah, you drift yeah. you yeah.
3: drift away and they drift away and you get on with your life and your family life and stuff and that's fine but it's one of those things that you'd always think, she hasn't played with him for 10 years and I haven't, I haven't spoken to him in five, you know, that kind of yeah. way. And it's kind of, it's sad. But yes. that's- yeah. That's life,
0: I think, really, you know. Yeah, that's life, that's life. Well, listen, I want to speak to you inside the next few years, and anyway, Conor, because I would catch up with you now and then. You're always a, a great lad to catch up with and have a crack of, about Dublin 100% and put, putting kids aside. Hey, we need a few more of them nights. Hey, we need to get really COVID interrupted. Yeah, take or- checking
3: again, absolutely. <laughs> you're busy enough with them yourself, Move, I think.
0: Yeah, yeah, surely. I have three kids there, Connor. surely. And one, one of them was here, like, like you and your heyday, hey, so... Uh, if he can kick He's as well as great. you I'd be happy enough. <laughs> <it> like <laughs> but Connor, listen, thanks so much again. The bread of the no catch problem, up, David, 100%, 100% man. Good you, to speak to you, brother. Getting your views. I wish you all the best in, in the future. hey. and I can see block. I Go can too. see you and CB teaming up hey, for, for a dream ticket there around Dublin. and If you're yeah, on the sideline of Coral Park
3: someday, you <laughs> don't <Never> know. <laughs>
0: Goodbye, <laughs> Conor. Well, great stuff. Listen, so all the best there, in the future. Chat to you soon, mate. Good luck, sir. Good luck, sir. bye Yep, brilliant catching, but Conor Mortimer there. What a what a star player he was uh, um, for for Mayo. Um, and listen, that wraps up the show and that bit of Q and A, as I say, on the back end, the beginning last week. Conor Mortimer this week will have somebody lined up for you next week again, and we'll be going through feedback on all the championships. As well, so do join in, do join in with us and tune in next week for the DL debate. Right now, we have the Monday night sessions coming up with Jimmy Stafford and Paul McDevitt, uh, they'll keep things rocking for the next couple of hours. Take it away, lads. Speakers on
2: the DL debate with Sister Sarah's letter Kenny, serving food you'll love in Sarah's kitchen.